We do periodic updates with what's going on in Wyndham with Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers. We kind of added to two a month when the pandemic began, and we've used that as a way to get into reminding people to be safe. But just give a little pandemic update for us, Jim Rivers, and tell us where things are going in Wyndham. Good morning, Wayne. Uh, we're we're doing good. Uh, again, I hate to say that because it can turn quickly on us, but uh, over the weekend, our weekend number, the three-day number from the state, was 12 new cases, and that's you know four a day, which is kind of what we saw last week. Uh, that's a far cry from 35, 40, wherever we were, you know, a month or two ago. Uh, you know, we're really coming down, and, and I couldn't be happier about that. Uh, but I just want to keep cautioning everybody. These new strains and, you know, all it takes is uh, a little surge in an area. You get a pocket of a surge, you know, and some, some towns that's what happened. We don't want that to happen to us, so we need to remain vigilant. The vaccine is, uh, is good, but not exactly sure how that fits into to spread. And uh, so everybody's just got to be, be careful, but it's, it's very, very encouraging news. And update me on the rec park testing, which was seven days a week. They're not doing seven anymore? Well, I think the numbers be going down. Uh, you know, a lot of people only go down to get tested when their family member or friend or contact tracing uh, dictates for them to go down there. So uh, their testing numbers are starting to drop. So they went down to three days, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, because the need wasn't there. And uh, that's encouraging, too, because they wouldn't be doing that. Hartford Hospital would not be doing that if they felt they needed to be there to maintain, uh, you know, keep the lines down. But, I, you know, just monitoring the lines, they have been getting shorter and shorter. Another sign that we're, you know, we're coming out of this, at least uh, uh, it looks that way anyway. Yeah, and I, would, I track these numbers daily, and a couple of numbers that I have been impressed with in the last couple of days, including the report that came out yesterday, that Wyndham has added 93 cases in the last 14 days and 24 in the last seven days. But I think you know, as well as I do, those numbers are dramatically lower than they were even a month or so ago, so we're making progress. But just to give you an idea why we're taking this so seriously and why we're talking about it right now, maybe the most important number of all, Wyndham added two more deaths over the weekend. That's why people have got to mask up, be smart, and ride this thing out. Yeah, you know, the fatalities uh, are a lagging indicator, and we, you know, it's three or four weeks behind uh, the case, uh, new, new positive cases. And so, you know, you look at that number a month ago, we're still going to see fatalities, unfortunately. Those folks are still sick and trying to re- recover and some of them are not going to make it. So uh, we need to be very careful, but it is a reminder. We can go the other way again. So, uh, folks, you know, we don't want to loosen up too much too quickly and, uh, you know, just pay attention, still wear the mask and the other protocols. Uh, again, these strains are, are, are still a question. We don't really know what's going on with these different variations, and uh, we don't want to let our guard down. Uh, we've come this far. Let's not, let's not mess it up now. All right, let's turn the page over to the Department of Weather Department here today. Uh, what do you got from your trucks this morning? I think there's been a couple of them that are out just to put some sand down in case there were some icy spots, but I think things are getting better each hour this morning. Yeah, the rain uh, ice line is, seems to be north of us, so we're in pretty good shape, but that can change rapidly. I think the trucks are out there in a preventative uh, measure at this point, but it's raining everywhere out this way, and uh, we're, we couldn't be happier. We, you know, we got pummeled with, storm after storm there the last few weeks uh, every few days and you know it doesn't have to be a deep storm to be a big nuisance uh and it's the length of a storm that can cause us more problems than 
so than how much snow we get. So uh, it's it's a good uh, good to see that it's just rain at this point. It's going to warm up this afternoon, so we should see some melting. And uh, and then the rest of the week doesn't look too bad either, so we're re- relieved at that. You ought to check your forecast on that because I hear something maybe coming in Thursday. Speaking to your storm after storm point, and also speaking to the snow point. At this point, Bradley, which is the most official reading we get as far as this stuff is concerned, is nine inches above average through today's date. So how's your snow removal budget doing? The budget is in very good shape. We we don't budget a line item every year. We have a fund uh, that builds up and gets taken down. Like this year, we're going to probably take it down a bit. But uh, we get town aid road from the state of Connecticut every year. And we put that money into the fund, and if we don't spend it, it's there for the next year. If we have a bad winter, it might go back uh, down lower, but uh, we still have money in that fund, and we're going to get, I believe, more town aid road money here in a couple of months uh, to replenish what we've used uh, this year. So we're in very good shape. No worries there. You know, when I came in this morning and the windshield wipers are on, it was 35 degrees, I was saying to myself, I wonder what's coming up at the Shabu stage. But you've got news on that. Well, uh, you know, uh, we anticipate that by the time the weather warms and we get to summer or late summer, uh, we'll be, you know, back to some normalcy there. I won't say that we'll be completely normal. We might still be wearing masks and having other uh, protocols in place. It depends what the governor and the state decide. But I think we're going to be in, in shape to have a at least a, a, a solid partial season on the Shabu stage. We've been taking applications and booking different events. We'll see every every show we book, is the caveat is we're going to have to follow the protocols, whatever they are. I can't tell you in August what we're going to look like, uh, but we are optimistic about this season, and people are coming in with some, some pretty big shows, and we're very happy about that. Well, and that being said, you know, Bruce John put on the Breadbox music series last fall with the proceeds going to the Covenant Soup Kitchen and in a drive-in format, and everybody masked up. I, those work really well. I went to a couple of those, and it, we, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, uh, Bruce is planning more of that. And, uh, again, right now I think he's still planning to use the drive-in because he wants to do it earlier in the season here. But, again, I've got uh, some events like late August, September, I think the thought is that by the time we get to there, most uh, people will be vaccinated, and uh, this thing will be kind of snuffed out, uh, at least we hope so. So, again, I encourage people, if you've got something in mind, it doesn't hurt to get yourself on the schedule and start thinking about it. I'm also uh, getting applications for uh, for baseball and softball. Same thing. Follow the protocols. In a couple of months, it should be better than where we are today. And uh, let's, let's play ball. And uh, get out there safely and and get back to where we were a few years ago. So you got a town council meeting, of course, all virtual tonight. What's on the agenda for that meeting tonight, Mr. Rivers? Well, not a whole lot, Wayne. Uh, it's uh, it's the calm before the storm. We've got uh, budgets coming up. So uh, what we've got next week, uh, not much on the agenda tonight, but next week we have the annual budget presentation required by the charter. For me to give the first look at the of the budgets to the town council and the board of finance, and that should be Thursday night next week. Uh, so it's kind of calm. The last couple of meetings, we try not to put too much on the agenda. We got a got an approval on a on the uh, 
a field, renting a field to a farmer. It's it's really uh, not a lot of business on there tonight, but more to come. All right, and speaking of more to come, there's some construction work that's going to be going on downtown, and you've got an update from Mr. Kelly regarding Hooker Hale. Do tell. Well, you know, uh, I hate to even say it because uh, between the uh, uh, various roadblocks and, uh, and viruses and what have you, uh, but Mr. Kelly is spending a lot of time with my staff the last few weeks. Uh, we have confirmed he has moved some of his contractors like a chess game. He's moved some of his pieces forward, and it looks like they've got Department of Public Health approval, which we've been waiting for, for the uh, remediation on the hooker and the buildings that are the lower buildings in the back that will be coming down as well. So. Um, it sounds like he's given the green light uh, to his demo contractor, and any day we should see equipment and things happening over there. But, I, you know, again, uh, this has been a slower, slower than we hope process, and uh, I think we're going to see uh, some progress pretty soon along with and coinciding with the garage project, which we should start to see the crane show up, and then the big pieces starting to get lifted into place. Uh, for about six or seven weeks, we're going to see tractor trailers rolling into town. So we're going to see a lot of activity in that area very soon. Uh, of course, the community center is, is well underway, but uh, uh, this is finally going to happen, I think. Everybody's been waiting uh, anxiously, impatiently, uh, and I don't blame them, but uh, we're starting to see a lot of uh, activity out of Mr. Kelly's camp in recent days. Yeah, a recent story by Claire Galvin in the Chronicle said, Kelly said, the last 12 months have been very challenging. Quote, the pandemic has definitely created challenging times in the financial sector. Kelly said the team is still committed to finishing the project. It's just a matter of timing. Speaking of the big crane for the parking garage, will that be the same big crane that's been over there at the senior center and rec center? Man, that's a, that's a huge crane. I don't. I think that's for their project, Wayne. Uh, they had to lift uh, some beams. When when did the crane show up? I don't know. I saw it a week or so ago. You know, you drive down Main Street, you look over on the side, and you go, "Wow, that thing's big." I didn't know if they shared it or whether they got two things going at once. They got to bring a second crane in. It doesn't really matter. It's still going to be a big crane at some point eventually at the parking garage. And uh, while we're talking about uh, Mr. Kelly here, he also bought the Puya building and the Foster building. Uh, what is the update on those two buildings? Or right now, are we focused on Hooker Hale? Well, my understanding is that he has pulled the trigger on uh, uh, getting his engineering and architectural team back online. Um, the uh, the Foster building is further along. They've already got the approvals through zoning, and a lot of the construction drawings are done with that project. And I understand that he's w working with engineering, right, his engineering team on the Poya building because – uh, I think has been previously reported. There's been some collapse in that building already, and uh, we, you know, he's got a. It's a little trickier over there to stabilize the building before you can start working in there. So, but it sounds like there's something going on with all the properties he has. Uh, again, uh, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here in reporting, but uh, the, the pandemic certainly put a put a damper on his project, you know, the financial markets, especially in a project like this, which is fairly large, and uh, you don't want to uh, – financing companies, when they see see questionable news, they, they just – the markets just kind of freeze up, and, and that's what happened to him and a lot of other projects. Uh, but I understand that things are starting to thaw out, uh, and 
we should start to see him move. He is very committed to this project. He's deep in. I mean, he's he's probably a million and a half dollars into acquisition, planning, engineers, lawyers, and uh, I don't think he's just going to walk away unless uh, you know he's made to do so, and we're not going to do that. So uh, I think we're going to see some progress here uh, very, very soon. Jim, week to week, as town manager, what do you hear the most about when you are around town answering phone calls, things like that? I got to think at least in the top three, if not number one, is the status and the future of Hooker Hale. But what else would be on that list? And by the way, is that high on the list? Yeah, you know, um, I get quite a few blight type, uh, which is related to this. Uh, I get a lot of blight complaints, of course. Most of them go to the code enforcement department, but you know, whether it's trash on the side of the road or a building that's that's not yet uh, dealt with. As an example, the nice oil gas station, I don't know how many how many calls I've gotten in the last few years about what we're going to do about that. The the mill in South Wyndham, uh, what are we going to do about that? You know, we're waiting for the town to do something. And, you know, blighted empty buildings, trash on the side of the road. Um, I get a lot of those. Um, but, you know, some of them go right off to the code, code enforcement department, depending on what kind of complaint it is. But, you know, we're addressing these things as, as fast as possible. Uh, and uh, you're going to see some progress on these, on these things very soon. Including nights. That's going to be taking action in the next week or two, isn't it? Uh, it's already uh, – the, the contractors have been out there about a week and a half now, the uh, remediation contract. So they've removed a lot of the hazardous materials off of the building. Uh, we're waiting for the the uh, the Eversource to remove one more wire off the uh, the building, and then I, I think we're going to see that come down fairly quickly and cart it away. Uh, we did get a, someone called DEP on the town. Uh, there's still people that are not happy with progress, and, and uh, I don't know if they want to continue to see blighted buildings. So it's kind of funny you ask that question because I I get you know more certainly more uh, complaints on the side of of, hey, when are we going to fix this and take this down and deal with the blight? But occasionally on the other side, don't take it down, save it, keep it, don't change the town, we like it the way it is. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it goes both ways, but the Knights Oil gas station, I can tell you, uh, shy of a judge's order, is coming down. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, too. And by the way, for those who are uninitiated, the Knights Oil gas station is on West Main Street, south side of the street, pretty close to Tyler Square. Now, to that last point you just said, and I was going to go there next, and you beat me to it, but I got an email this morning from Dave, and his line was, let's knock some things down before they fall down. That's kind of where you were going. That Some people, are that's what they're saying. And then you got the other side of the coin, oh, no, let's keep our historic buildings up. So how do you balance all that? Well, you know, it isn't like any of these buildings that we're talking about haven't been, there haven't been attempts to try to save the buildings. And I think that's what we all have to remind each other. Uh, you know, like the Knights Oil Gas Station, you know, I've been in the office uh, almost four years now, and my team has tried to find a suitor for that building we even went to Historic Preservation when they were in town a few years ago and talked to them and said, hey, you got any grants? You know, we're not sitting around not trying, but others have tried before us. And, you know, it's good to have a plan and ideas, but, but you know, bring your money. You know, uh, it takes money to do things, and the town doesn't have a lot of money just to throw at things. And so that's a good example, maybe a smaller example of some of these bigger, more challenging properties. 
where it's just time to take it down. And there's no other alternative, feasible and prudent alternative. We need to move on. And I think we've seen a lot of progress in town recently, and we're going to see a lot more. Some buildings are just they're past the point of return, and that is one of them, and there's a few others that still need to come down. But, you know, I think people are excited to see the progress. Most people are. Some people are still digging in. I just can't explain it. Uh, but that's just what they, they do, and uh, they can do it. Uh, it's a free, free country. I can't explain it, he explained. Speaking of memos from Dave's, I got another one. Different Dave this time. Ask Jim what is going on with the library where they had a flood about a week and a half ago. Uh, we had a, you know, uh, we had some cold weather there, you know, a week or two ago, and there was a malfunction with, uh, uh, believe it or not, the, the, the fresh air exchanger, and it, it uh, was letting a lot of that cold air and, you know, that single-digit cold air right near uh, the fire suppression system, and it popped a few uh, of these meters, these, these flow meters, and uh, it started leaking all over the place, and we, by the time we saw it, uh, you know, we shut it down. But no, no big deal. We had one, the community room got flooded, uh, got the, the professional company in there, cleaned it up. A little bit of damage, but nothing too serious. The repairs are uh, been made, and uh, we're back, back to where we were, which is still on a limited basis, uh, you know, because of uh, the pandemic. But, uh, you know, we're still open. We didn't miss, miss a beat over there. We still... Uh, provided the services that we have been providing even with the little flood there speaking of taking buildings down you have to go to court to get the giant vac building demolished that uh, property is not owned by the town yet uh we have a lot of fines on that property because of the lack of action after the fire and uh we also have been in court unfortunately intercepted by the pandemic there hasn't haven't been a lot of court dates uh, but we're supposed to go in for our last uh, hearing with the judge on this 22nd of February, uh, depending on what the owner brings to the table there, uh, which we don't think he's going to even show up. But uh, we are trying to get possession of the property. We won't have ownership, but we can take possession just to deal with the, the blight and the safety hazard over there. And that's what we're hoping for on February 22nd. We've been at this for over a year now. Uh, but, again, delayed by not having the court dates that we needed. But we're hoping to have control of that, and then in, in a prompt manner we'll uh, we'll start soliciting bids again. The bids we took before uh, have uh, expired. Uh, we, we put this out to bid some time ago, hoping to get it down sooner. But, anyway, we'll, we'll go, th- go through the process as rapidly as we can, and that building won't be a nuisance over there for much longer, I hope. And ending things on a positive note, last Friday... Cupid was awarded to all of Wyndham's first responders and healthcare workers. And I thought that was a home run. And the mayor, Tom DeVivo, went around to all the healthcare facilities and gave out cookies and flowers and stuff like that. It was different from what we've done, but I thought under the circumstances of the pandemic, it couldn't have been a better choice. Your thoughts on how Cupid played out in 2021? You know, uh, adapt and overcome. That's what we've had to do over the last year. And by the way, Wayne, thank you very much because I know you were, you're always a big part of the Cupid and you were again this year in, in a different manner. But, uh, it, we, you know, we had our team internally. Of course, the mayor and council members, uh, council member uh, Dawn Niles was also out there going from healthcare, uh, provider to one, to the other. And, you know, for hours, uh, Friday, they were going around with balloons and flowers and, 
um, I, I think that it was very fitting. Everybody I mentioned to that, that was that that's what we did this year. That's and then they were all about it. That that was the way to go this year. And again, uh, hopefully, we've seen the worst of this pandemic. And uh, but it's it's fitting for the year, and uh, it's it's different, but uh, broke with tradition a little bit. But I think everybody understands and uh, appreciates the reason we did that. All right, Mr. Town Manager, good to catch up with you again, and we'll have our regularly scheduled program. We've kind of added these mid-month things because so much is going on, but we'll have our regularly scheduled program, as usual, on the first Tuesday of the month. That would be March the 2nd. See you there, Jim. Thanks a lot, Wayne. Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers giving us the update on 14 WILI, Willimantic, and 95.3 FM.